Lights Machine Lickies Advent Calendar. Window 1. Nativity Place. Center with Thaddeus Bristol. Trite Christmas. Scottsfield's young hams offer the blandest of holiday fare. <laughs> the approach of Christmas signifies three things. Bad movies, unforgivable television, and even worse, theater. I'm talking bone-crushing theater. The type our ancient ancestors used to oppress their enemies before the invention of the stretching rack. We're talking torture on a par with the Scottsfield Dinner Theater's 1994 revival of Come Blow Your Horn, a production that violated every tenet of the Human Rights Accord. <laughs> to those of you who enjoy the comfort of a nice set of thumbscrews, allow me to recommend any of the crucifying holiday plays and pageants currently eliciting screams of mercy from within the confines of our local elementary and middle schools. I will, no doubt, be taken to task for criticizing the work of children, but as any pathologist will agree, if there's a cancer, it's best to treat it as soon as possible. <laughs> if you happen to stand over four feet tall, the agony awaiting you at Sacred Heart Elementary began the moment you took your seat. These were mean little chairs corralled into a theater haunted by the lingering stench of industrial-strength lasagna. My question is not why they chose to stage the production in a poorly disguised cafeteria, but why they chose to stage it at all. The story of the first Christmas is an overrated clunker of a holiday pageant, best left to those looking to cure their chronic insomnia. Although the program listed no director, the apathetic staging suggested the limp, partially paralyzed hand of Sister Mary Elizabeth Bronson, <laughs> who should have been excommunicated after last season's disastrous Thanksgiving program. Here again, the first through third grade actors graced the stage with an enthusiasm most children reserve for a smallpox vaccination. One could hardly blame them for their lack of vitality, as the stingy, uninspired script consists not of springy dialogue, but rather of a deadening series of pronouncements. Mary to Joseph, I am tired. <laughs> Joseph to Mary, we will rest here for the night. <laughs> There's no fire, no give and take. <laughs> and the audience soon grows weary of this passionless relationship. In the role of Mary, six-year-old Shannon Burke just barely manages to pass herself off as a virgin. <laughs> a cloying, preening stage presence. Her performance seemed based on nothing but an annoying proclivity towards lifting her skirt and, on rare occasion, opening her eyes. 
as Joseph, second grade student Douglas Trezor, needed to be reminded that although his character did not technically impregnate the Virgin Mother, he should behave as though he were capable of doing so. <laughs> Thrown into the mix were a handful of inattentive shepherds and a trio of gift-bearing seven-year-olds who could probably give the Three Stooges a run for their money. As for the lighting, Sacred Heart Elementary chose to rely on nothing more than the flashbulbs ignited by the obnoxious stage mothers and fathers who had created those zombies staggering back and forth across the linoleum floor dining hall. Pointing to the oversized crate that served as a manger, one particularly insufficient wise man proclaimed, a child is bored. <laughs> yes, well... So was this adult. <laughs> Once again, the sadists at the Jane Snow Hernandez Middle School have taken up their burning pokers in an attempt to prod a Christmas carol into some form of submission. <laughs> I might have overlooked the shoddy production values and dry, leaden pacing, but these are sixth graders we're talking about, and they ought to know better. There's really no point in adapting this Dickensian stinker unless you're capable of looking beyond the novel's dime store morality and getting to what little theatrical meat the story has to offer. The point is to eviscerate the gooey center, but here it's served up as the entree and a foul pudding it is. <laughs> Most of the blame goes to the director, 11-year-old Becky Michaels who seems to have picked up her staging secrets from the school's crossing guard. She tends to clump her actors, moving them only in groups of five or more. A strong proponent of trendy, racially mixed casting, Michaels gives us a black Tiny Tim, leaving the audience to wonder what? This kid's supposed to be adopted? It's a distracting move, wrong-headed and pointless. The role was played by young Lamar Williams, who, if nothing else, managed to sustain a decent limp. <laughs> the program noted that he'd recently lost his right foot to diabetes, but was that reason enough to cast him? As Tiny Tim, the boy spends his stage time essentially trawling for sympathy, stealing focus from even the brightly lit exit sign. I was gagging from the smell of spray-painted sneakers, and if I see one more top hat made from an oatmeal canister, I swear to God I'm going to pull out a gun. The problem with all of these shows stems partially from their maddening eagerness to please. With smiles stretched tight as bungee cords, these hopeless amateurs pranced and gambled across our local stages, hiding behind their youth and begging, practically demanding we forgive their egregious mistakes. <laughs> While billing themselves as holiday entertainment, none of these productions came close to capturing the true spirit of Christmas. This glaring irony seemed to escape the throngs of ticket holders who ate these undercooked turkeys right down to the bone. <laughs> Here were audiences that chuckled at every technical snafu and applauded riotously each time a new character wandered out onto the stage. <laughs> With the close of every curtain, they leapt to their feet in one ovation after another, leaving me wedged into my doll-sized chair and wondering, is it just them 
or am I missing something?